Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. You are alive. I don't want to use that. I don't like putting my smoke too much anymore. I don't want to I don't want to use that one. But <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the man who was all over AJ McCarron's woman? Yo, that was that, that creepy old man. That was crazy, bro. Oh my god. Have you seen like I just can't get over how stunning. Settle down, sir. Settle right, sir, down. that could be your daughter. That could be your granddaughter, probably. Settle, settle down, man. But either way, you are looking live at J Street Vibes. We have been a live, it's kind of a post game show, a little bit. You know, it's Jason Jones of the Athletic, Kenny Caraway, ESPN 1320, D Lo and KC. And, you know, we record these things on Mondays. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, they come out to you guys on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, you know, we looked at this situation like, hey, Kings game is over. Yeah. Hopefully they would have won, but either way, we'll have something to talk about. People will be excited one way or the other. Why don't we just go live, man, and, and give people a live look at J Street Vibe. So that's what we're doing, man. I see uh, some of the homies already in here. TC, what's good? Uh, Dr. David is in the building. Wizzo Mac, Michigan Wolverines, all my people up in here, man. What's going on with you? Kings, Get the W over the Pelicans, 123-108 at the Golden One Center. The Kings moved to 38-26, and 38-26, 12 games over 500. Remember those two, well, it was three of them, coming out of the Chase Center in the summer after the California Classic, and they were all hyped, and they were like, we get 40 wins this year. Then people was laughing at them and, oh, and, and you know, at them. the laughter wasn't deserved. It was a it was a summer league game. I mean no, it was not deserved. Yes, it was. No, I love optimism, but come on, man. It was a summer league game. Wasn't nobody thinking about no 40 wins after clearly somebody was. Those three well, young men were was, yeah. Shout out to him and his foresight and optimism and hope. But yeah, I mean that was still hilarious. I don't care how you <laughs> It was hilarious, and it, it was it was apropos, because not only are they they gonna smash past forty wins, they gonna smash past forty wins. They already got Vegas. Vegas already. Well, I tell you, when I was in Las Vegas over the summer, and I said I saw somebody talking about like thirty two wins for the kid. I said, oh my god, I don't know if they went in forty. I don't know that, but I know they ain't winning thirty two. They went in more than that, and I couldn't even get it, man. I couldn't even get that. What I ended up having to do is I had to put a hundred dollars on the Niners and win the Super Bowl. Almost had, <laughs> bro. Stop with the belly laugh. We don't, we don't need the belly laugh, bro. It's not that funny, bro. I could have told you that funny. was not going to pan out. Not that funny. The belly laugh was not that funny. That's one thing I could have told you way before the season that wasn't going to happen. Well, look, go, go franchise tag your running back and don't worry about what we're doing over here. That's okay. They they did that. They did that. Don't worry about what we're doing over here. I ain't worried. Anyway, I'm just laughing at the bet. The the moral of the story is the Kings the Kings are flying past all the haters out there. Vegas, all the haters that laughed at my three guys coming out of the Chase Center, said 40 wins. They were selling our boys short. Yeah, I I, I laughed. Don't be laughing at them dudes no more. You're gonna you're gonna start listening to us, Jason. You're gonna start listening to us. I told you you can't outscore the Kings and try to win. Now Minnesota did that the other day. I didn't say they would go uh, undefeated. I said more times than not, you're not gonna be able to get it done. And today, really, to be honest with you, this game, 
even without De'Aaron Fox, who was out with a hamstring, um, they just kind of overpowered the Pelicans. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like tonight was nothing spectacular. Kevin Herter had a really good game. Uh, I think he had 25 on the night, you know, but it was really balanced scoring. You know, Herter had 25. That was the only person that had 20, mm-hmm. 20 or more. Sabonis had 19. Barnes had 14. Keegan Murray was back uh, in the rotation at 13. Don Davion Mitchell with 15 in start in, in place of De'Aaron Fox. That was big time. And then you got Trey Lyles with 14. Malik Monk with 11. Seven guys in double figures tonight. 39 assists. 39 assists. That me and Damian, we have these these benchmark numbers that we look for. Uh, I say 12 or more three pointers. And he says, I think the number is 28 or more assists. And they blew by, well, they didn't blow by the three pointers, but they blew by the assists, 39 assists. It was just, it just kind of wore the Pelicans down at night. It felt like it wasn't nothing like overbearing, just, it was just too much. And they did what you're supposed to do to a team that's been struggling a lot over mm. the last couple of months. I mean, you run them out the building. What's you supposed to do? Mm. The team mm. comes to your building. They're supposed to get run out the building, especially a team that outside of Brandon Ingram, you look at their, you know, Brandon and CJ. I'm pretty sure Willie Green did not go into the season thinking, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, B.I. and Herb Jones starting with Valens. You know, that wasn't the plan. And he's a big deal. I'm not going to say Zion's not a big deal, but I didn't even think they was going to have Valanchunas coming into this game and they were able to get, get him into the lineup. So they were a little healthier than I thought. Obviously my boy Alvarado, I like Alvarado. Uh, he wasn't available, but you know, they, they're a little more healthier than I gave him credit for. Yeah, but you know, I like I said, they've been they're one of those teams that have been having able to have their whole team together pretty much most of the year. And like I said, even without De'Aaron, you expect Davion can step in there, be solid. Mm. Then you know when Kevin's going to give you that, you know, you get the balance. Like I said, thirty nine assists, balls moving like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you supposed you supposed to win that game at home. And I'm still tripping off my light, and I'm in a new place, so I'm looking like I've got my 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 dark gable going on my big daddy cane. <laughs> big daddy cane. I'm not really. Th- I'm mean, I'm just like man. I'll figure <laughs> out after I get around all these boxes around me where the best lighting is. And here right now I'm looking like man. <laughs> it's all good. Maybe the black and the berry, the sweeter the juice. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, thirty that 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 number that that you pointed out, the thirty nine assists. Um, that's that's. That's how you get it done without De'Aaron Fox. That's how you get it done without your all-star. You move the ball around. You 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 give the – what they say, you give the ball life, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, by, by moving the ball around, getting everybody involved. And you know, also, Davion and say, well, give us De'Aaron's numbers. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you move the ball. You share the ball. And they say you said the ball gets life. You know, gets moving around. Boom, boom, boom. Everyone feels good. Everyone's touching the ball. Everyone's getting a chance to score. You know, and then I think what you saw too in the second half that carried over to the other side of the ball. Mm. Defensively, you know, picked it up. You know, we gave up what fifty nine in the first half. They only finished with one away. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, I can't remember. Trying to think off the top of my head, I can't remember the last time the Kings held somebody under one ten. I need to look this up. Like that, it, it feels like it might watch it be like two days ago, but it yeah. feels like was, yeah. it'll be like it was last week, but yeah, it feels <laughs> like whenever you see a one, then a zero before the number, it's like you know, you know, forget giving them giving free food for 10 tacos or I mean, you know, or tacos for 10 three, forget all that. 
<laughs> you hold somebody under 110, there should be, you know, double beams get lit. Yeah, they, they should uh, all throughout the, the arena, they celebrate good times. Come on. Like, I don't go that far now, but you know. What, 110? I mean, that, that feels like you like the 90s Knicks. Holding somebody, <laughs> <laughs> holding somebody under 110. Let me see. When was the last time? Oh, I got to hold on. I'm, I'm way up here. Let's see. One, well, no, they scored 109 in that game. Last time they held somebody under 110, and this barely even counts. This It was a 107-104 loss to the Pacers on February 3rd. Last time they held somebody on 110 and won, it was the game before against the Spurs. Uh, they held them to 109. Almost, almost. The last time they held somebody under 100, it was 96 on December 3rd to the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm going to say, that's been a minute. I'm pretty sure it's... <laughs> and my, and my calculations are correct. No, they did it to Cleveland, and that's it. Only two times that they held somebody under 100. Don't happen often, but, I mean, for really... The main thing is you is, is the point differential and the other you know the other stats. Yeah, because the way they play, teams are going to get some points up. Mm-hmm. And have is the one thirty fives and you know and the we're going to wait till the fourth quarter to try to play defense. You can't have those. Right. You have some defensive energy throughout the game. Things should turn out well for them in the end. Yeah. Um, you mentioned them. I, I want to talk about a couple of guys' performances in this game, and you mentioned them. Um, just a second ago, and I want to start with Davion Mitchell because there's been a lot of um, a lot of people unhappy with Davion Mitchell's performance ever since that road trip uh, where De'Aaron was out. You know, the Indiana, New Orleans, uh, I think it was Houston two times or whatever. And you know, they're talking about you need to find a different backup point guard and all this other stuff. And I continue to say, look, man, Davion Mitchell. I know you people people want him to score and do all this other stuff. That's not his job. His job is to go in there and be a tone setter on the defensive end. Then if he can get some points here and there, that's great. But you got Malik Monk. You got Trey Lyles. You got Terrence Davis to be your your offense off the bench. And I just thought people were way too critical of Davion Mitchell, especially when we were on the show and I was looking up his numbers and people were like super down on Davion. And when you look at his numbers, everything is up. Field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, everything is up except for points per game, obviously, mm-hmm. and the minutes are way down. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, everybody was acting like he was playing so bad. Well, he's just not really getting the same type of opportunities. I say all that to say, the last couple of times De'Aaron has been out, I thought Davion's been really good. Last week against Oklahoma City and in the way he played again today, um, I, Davion is fine. All right, people need to leave Davion alone. I said that back then. I was like, People are. I'm like, look. I like look at the minutes he's playing. Most guys who play 10, 12, 15 minutes, their numbers are sporadic. Hmm. I mean, that's not uncommon because you got to break it down. You talk about 15 minutes in a game. You're looking looking at a couple of maybe five, like six minute stints, maybe. Maybe you get overextended a little bit, you know, here and there. But you're not talking about a lot of time to get going, get a rhythm going. And a lot of times when Davion goes, then it's like because this team. Has a likes to not play defense for long stretches. It's going Davion go stop someone. Mm. So his focus isn't in the game. Like, okay, I'm gonna go in there and get 20. 
That's mm-hmm. not his job. And if you're looking at a game and you're blaming Davion Mitchell for not getting enough offense, that probably means other people around him didn't step up and to to help him out. Just because we all know that Davion does not score like De'Aaron. That's not. I'm not breaking any news with that. That's not a shock. Mm-hmm. You just have to. You know, I just think people are just quick to overreact, and you got to nitpick it. I think now that the team has been winning consistently, mm-hmm. you got to nitpick it something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you got to find something to talk about. You know, no one's going to be like, "Yeah, we're winning." Yeah, it's like, okay, well, they'd win more games if Davion Mitchell was better. I'm like, if you're talking about the eighth guy on the team, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what it is, Jason, and and I love it. I love it. I love Kings fans. I love the way they get down. I, I can understand. You know, some of them, some of them have not been here before, and all of us haven't been there in a while. But they've won at such a high clip this year. When they lose, it's a little jarring. It's a little shocking. I'm not saying it like they're 73 and 9. You know what I mean? They've lost 20 sometimes. I'm not saying it like that. But when they lose a game, it's like, hey, what the hell? Hey, it's, it's got to be somebody's fault. <laughs> it's got to be somebody's fault. No, you just, you just lost. Like, it's, it's okay. The, the team is going to have ups and downs and, and things of that nature. And I thought um, sometimes Davion uh, carried the brunt of that, but his game today uh, was on point, on point. He did everything that you needed to do, filling in for De'Aaron Fox, 15.6 assists, six of eight from the field, three of four from beyond the arc, and he's always bringing it on a defensive end. I loved what I saw from Davion today. Yeah, I did too. I like the way he played. And like I said, to me, just the way the entire team played made it to where Davion could just fit in, you know, mm-hmm. play how he plays. But you're right. You're right about one thing too. With the with the winning, the the whole, I think for what, 16 plus years, everyone's thing has been, why do they keep losing? Why do they keep losing? Now that you're winning more, it's like, hold up. What do we do? Because you're so conditioned that, okay, it's going to be about 30 wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And about you're just conditioned to be like to blame someone for something, mm, yeah. and, I, and I I do think there's probably still a little sense of what if something goes wrong. Absolutely, I can tell you right what now. If, I'm, what I'm, if something you know. goes wrong? And, and, and as I've said before, what if something goes crazy wrong and you end up like Cleveland last year? Great <laughs> story. Then all of a sudden you missed the playoffs altogether. Well, well look. I'm not I, I'm I'm very confident in this team and I, I speak about them confidently because I think they've earned that. I think they're that good. But I mean, I, I'm not gonna act holier than now. I thought about on Saturday, I was like, damn, they lost that game and then you don't know what's going on with the Pelicans, and then the Knicks come to town, they're on fire, and then you got Phoenix. I mean, this could be a five, six game losing streak. Like, like that, that that enters your head, regardless of how good you think this team is, because you've seen them play bad basketball for so long. So look, I, I get it, but then I gotta snap myself back into reality and I gotta talk to my people, snap them back into reality, and be like, Don't worry, this team is good. And that's the other thing about tonight's game. Like I keep saying, there was nothing special about tonight. You mentioned it as well. All they did was just handle business, like like a good team is supposed to at home against a team that they're better than. Yeah, it, it was nothing special. They just handle business. Yeah, and that's what, and you know you're you getting to a point now where when the team wins, it's not oh my god, I can't believe they won. Oh, they won. It's like yeah, you're the third team in the West. You're supposed to win these games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know you, there should be a level of confidence that oh they're coming to our building. We got to handle business. 
I think they've earned that. And I I don't think they got anything to worry about in terms of the bottom falling out or anything like that. I think they're going to be fine. And, you know, I think, you know, I've got a bottle of wine here that I said I wouldn't open because they made (laughs) the That's great. You do that. Maybe I'll drink that bottle. We can go live and I'll drink that whole bottle. Maybe not the whole bottle. I probably wouldn't be a good idea. Oh, no, no. We drinking. You drinking the whole bottle. We go live on If I got my kids, I definitely can't do it. They got to go to school in the morning. They can't be like, I can't be, you know, that parent like, oh, y'all ain't going to school today. Why? Daddy's daddy had a hell of a night. And then they'll be confused because it was like you were celebrating the Kings. <laughs> then they'll all be confused and they'll go to school and tell the teachers that daddy's lost his mind because they don't understand what daddy's doing. Yeah, man, we got we to gotta keep our eyes filled on that bottle of wine. We are doing a live show. For those of you guys that are listening to it in podcast form, uh, me and Jason tonight, you know, we had time tonight. You know, it was after a Kings game. We said, let's go live with J Street Vibes, man. So we got people in the chat. And this is something that I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Another person that I wanted to look at, um, run DMG101214. It's a long name. A lot going on there. But anyway, he's the Lyles for six man of the year. Being a little facetious, but I smell what he's cooking. Dr. David, my main man, he says Lyles has been steady, gotten better at rebounding as well. Um, my man Rob W says Lyles has been the biggest surprise for me this season. I had no idea he could be as solid as he has been. Uh, Trey Lyles tonight, 14 points, five rebounds off the bench, six of nine from the field. He's a guy that I was, I was interested in after last season where I saw him play in that time when he got traded over. And I was like, I kind of like this guy. Like I remember before they guarded or guarded before they drafted Keegan. Um, I was kind of telling everybody, I was like, look, I know you need a power forward. Worst case scenario, I'm not saying like it answers everything, but I feel like Trey Lyles is good enough where you can put him in the starting power forward spot and he can average 10 points and maybe get you seven rebounds and all this other stuff. Obviously, Keegan has been really well and he's deserving of the power forward spot, but Trey Lyles has had that type of production this year coming off the bench. And I agree with some of these guys in the chat. He has been getting better, it seems, as if, as the season goes along, and maybe that's due to more opportunity, but Trey Lyles continues to be one of the more solid guys on this roster. Like you, you, you rarely get a game where he's just non-existent. Right. Like I said, every time Sabonis fouls out, Trey's like, "Y'all just calm down. <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. I'm not gonna get a triple double, but I, I got y'all." <laughs> and that's one thing in years past the team hadn't had were guys who were just you know what you were getting from a guy off the bench. Mm-hmm. It's not like Mike has to go every game. Okay. Do I go Trey? Do I go Rashawn? Do I go Mezzi? What do I do? Okay. You know what you're doing. You know what you're going to get from Trey. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know, solid vet type of guy you need guy who's been around the league long enough to understand how things work. He knows his role. He's not there trying to do too much. He's not out there trying to prove that he's going to try to get his next deal. Right. Go out there and just plays. And every time they've needed him in a pinch, he's come through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Trey, Trey Lyles, need to bring him back next year. Yeah, but y'all got to got to pause on the sixth man of the year for Trey. You, you know, you, you can't, Monk. y'all can't do my man Malik Monk like that. Yeah, that's Malik Monk. You know, you know Malik, you know, I listen to the, the national media and I watch these games and stuff like that. And they talk about that award. Um on on these you know national platforms and I 
never hear Malik Monk's name. And I think that's kind of crazy. Like I hear, uh, I hear Emmanuel quickly after what he did yesterday. I hear Brogdon, you know, I, I hear different names and I mean, damn, like it's usually no mention of Malik Monk. And I think Malik Monk is having a, a, a sixth man of the year caliber season. And I think to me, when I think about six man, because sometimes I think there's a, I kind of call him the, the spirit of the six man. Mm. Something I think I, I I don't look at M- Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, I know he may not start. I look at Malcolm Brogdon like he's a starter. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a you know to me when I think six man, I think of a guy who you're rarely going to see start, even mm-hmm. with injury. You're not going to really, you know, I don't think Malik started a game all year, has he? I don't think so. No. Every time so somebody me, all that stuff, to me, all that stuff matters because it's a mindset of going into every game knowing I'm coming off the bench and I got to bring it. And it's not, and, and, and there, there's a skill to that. You know, I think Jamal Crawford might have been, Lou Will might have been two of the best ever to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd argue that in terms of the six man role, I know it's kind of like going to the whole Ray guy punter thing or whatever. I think a guy like Crawford just had a Hall of Fame career in that role. Right. You know, but, you know, he's not going to get that credit. But there's there's a certain mentality mindset that goes with that. And I think Malik gets – I think that fits him in perfectly. And I'm not about to jump on the uh, the Emmanuel Quickly New York media hype train. And that's not to diss him, but we know what this is. You know, the Knicks win five in a row. It might as well be 15. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, um, you're not, you're not going to suck me into that game. No, I will not do it. I will just, just wait for the finals, you know, Kings and Knicks finals, you know, AKA the KC classic. We're staring at it. Thursday is going to be, they need to put Thursday on hell with TNT, put it on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Knicks Kings on ABC Thursday night. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it on TNT? It is, but I want it on ABC. That's the KC Classic, Knicks Kings. I don't know what they what ABC has on Thursday. Mike was some Bachelorette. Bad, I don't know what's on. Yeah, don't if it's Abbott Elementary, leave Abbott there. Don't don't change Abbott Elementary. <laughs> that yeah, you know who would have thunk back in the fall that this would be like a marquee game? Yeah, this is this is crazy, and and they they moved the game. Um, to TNT about two weeks ago or a week ago. It was after it was the night after the, the Clippers game, the 176 game. Yeah. And you know, these two teams have lived up to it. They both had about four or five games since then. And I think they got one loss in between the two of them. Uh the Knicks, they play tomorrow. Yeah, they play tomorrow against Charlotte. That should up their winning streak to 10 games before they hit this road trip. So you, you you just jinxed them, watch them get blown out by Charlotte. No, there ain't nothing to Charlotte. Well, they got Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. Oh, no. Charlotte, Charlotte is on that 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 uh against all odds. They're not you know, Flabby and stay on they on that right now. Man, <laughs> Mello out. They Mello just couldn't get right all year. Hayward was out. You know, the other player out here can't keep his hands to himself. They ain't have him, you know. That that that, that season was just Poor Steve Clifford. Yeah. yeah. Poor Steve Clifford, man. Poor one out for him. Um, Sacramento Kings, though. We're doing a J Street Vibes live show right now. Uh, shout out to everybody in here. People are, you know, tapped in on this Monday night after the Kings get a victory. 123-108 over the Pelicans. Uh, two other things that I want to talk about 
from this game against the Pelicans. Number one, Kevin Herter, Kayvon. He continues his good play. 25 points on the night, eight assists for Kevin Herter. Like, do your thing, Kev, do your thing. And one of the things that was, um, you know, kind of uh, talked about a little bit was the fact that he had no rebounds the other night in the loss against Minnesota. He had no rebounds in the win against the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Mike Brown mentioned it a little bit in the postgame of the, of the Timberwolves game. Well, 25 points, eight rebounds, or excuse me, 25 points, eight assists, five rebounds on the night for Kevin Hart. Take that. Well. Take that, five rebounds. Take that. <laughs> the the – Kevin the rebound, Kevin Herter. <laughs> Kevin McHale would be proud of him. Kevin McHale been working with him clearly. Got him on the glass. See, take that. Yeah. I mean, that's so, got to be like a, just the most run, the most flukiest thing for an NBA player to play as many minutes as he does and go back to back games with no rebounds. I guess it is a little fluky. You know, I was talking about it on the show, and I was like, well, you know, he's a guard. Like, first of all, Sabonis is getting every rebound as it is. So, <laughs> how many rebounds are going to be left? Um, so I was like, man, you know, I, I didn't really think much of it, um, him not getting any rebounds in two games. But, I mean, he is a guard, but he's like, what, Kevin Hurt's like 6'7". Like, he should be able to get one or two rebounds, I guess. I mean, but sometimes the ball just don't bounce to you. Yeah, I mean, to me, I would be more concerned if I thought it was an effort thing. Like, he mm-hmm. wasn't trying. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was like, you know, there were five rebounds to be had and Kevin stood there and stared. He went Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not going for oh, that. Oh, damn, Cam. Cam, shout out to Cam, Cam, man. Damn. Cam, you didn't deserve that. I'm sorry. He, he didn't, man. He was just trying to have his podcast with uh, with Brittany Renner and, and mind his own business. And, you know, and I'm here's sorry, Cam. Cam. I'm sorry, Cam. You shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have did that, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, big time game tonight from, from Kevin Herter, man. And he's been playing well as of late. He had a good game. Um, on Saturday in the loss against uh, against the Timberwolves, and he played well against the Clippers as well. A lot of people are worried about his shooting. Uh, seems like he's snapping out of it a little bit, man. Seems like he's getting to a place where he's getting a little more comfortable. The the, the three point ball is starting to look a little more um, consistent with how much it goes in, and it only bodes well for the end of the season if you can get Kevin Herter getting back to his Kayvon status and shooting the way he was earlier in the season. I mean, I don't think – I don't think he's going to shoot the way – he was shooting like 55% from three in the first, like, 10 games. I don't know if he's going to do that again. But if, if he can shoot better than what he had been as of late, that, that'll that help out a lot. You know what the key to that was, too? He went to Utah and just, like, left all the bricks he could in Utah. There you go. There you go. Even my son he, was talking he, about that today. He, he left them. He sacrificed, he sacrificed three-point contest to get back to this. That's a good teammate. Buddy Hill would never do that. Yeah. He he laid those bricks at the altar for King Friends <laughs> so that he, he said, you he said, I will go out here on, on All-Star Saturday night and and have everyone mock me for missing all these threes. <laughs> but in exchange, I will come back to Sacramento and be who I was. Hey, you don't remember the All-Star game, All-Star, con- the three-point contest now because it is. That, there you go. Simple as that. As long as he's balling right now. And actually, at the adverse effect, right? Like, a lot of times people are like, uh, you know, don't do the three-point contest or the home run derby because it'll mess up your swing for the second right. half or whatever. Kevin was so bad, it jump-started his second half, second half of the season. Yeah. He had to go. He was like, man, it was so bad. Let me go work with the shooting coach. You know, let me go ahead and get my stuff right. You know. <laughs> you know, it's funny on the broadcast, I don't know if you heard it, but Mark Jones talked about, in all seriousness, how – when they were in OKC, 
and they were kind of locked up in the arena or something because there was a tornado warning. Which happens a lot in OKC. I've been there, and it's like it's tornado watch. I'm like, I also got an earthquake out there, too, so that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, just, just I, don't, I don't want nothing to do with no tornadoes. Tornadoes and hurricanes, I don't want no problems with those two. I mean, I don't want earthquakes either, but <laughs> they don't seem to come as frequent as the the other two. They have, like, tornado and hurricane season. There's not earthquake season out here, so I don't want nothing to do with them. But Mark Jones talked about how when they were kind of locked in the arena, Kevin Herter went and got some extra shots up. And he used that opportunity to kind of maybe work some of the kinks out or whatever was going on with the shot. Then Mark says since then, you know, he, he's been looking a lot smoother and a lot more comfortable out there. So Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Thank thank God for, for the tornado. You know, yeah. hopefully it didn't hurt anybody. We don't want nothing like that. But it helped out Keegan. Uh, Keegan. It helped out Kevin Herter. Uh, refined his shot. Like the hell with your house. At least Kevin's shooting better. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's a common thing in OKC. I've had some weird weather out there. Ain't nothing else. To, even if it wasn't, ain't much else to do there. I mean, yeah. I mean, if there's hookah? a city where you're going to get I heard it just, They just got a hookah bar. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, got a crazy, I, got, I got a crazy Oklahoma City story. Well, we're live. Let's hear it. Okay. Forgot what year this was. But the evening started with me going to Mickey Mantle's you know, restaurant. Yeah, everybody talks about Mickey Mantle's. Oh, give me a steak. I think I, I don't think this is the same trip where uh, I went to the uh, one year I went out there. The Oklahoma City Dodgers were having their debut game in Oklahoma City, and like nothing worked, and it was all oh, bad. No. Oh no! Isn't that a really nice ballpark? It is a nice ballpark. When I got there, it was terrible. Not terrible. The ballpark went terrible. The service was. It was so bad. I got an email saying, "We're sorry for what happened that game. We're offering you a complimentary ticket." I'm like, "I'm not going to be back there till next year. Thanks, though." <laughs> you know, but that's not the story. The story was, I basically were, I'm at the restaurant, and then I leave. I got a Jordan sweatsuit on. I'm chilling. I run to the dude who's just like, "Hey, you, yeah, it's it's like something out of a movie." He was like, you know where the, 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 the spot to hang out in is over here. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, but I got sweats on. He's like, oh, this is Oklahoma City. They let everybody in. <laughs> so they let me in this club, whatever type of club it was. <laughs> whatever type of club? What kind of music they playing? It was, it was hip-hop, but I'm in there with a Jordan sweatsuit on. <laughs> and the new, the new homie I just met was like trying to keep buying me drinks. I'm like, I'm a little nervous about this dude buying, trying to buy me drinks. Wait a minute. Some guy randomly tells you, hey, come over here to this club and then tries to, to buy you drinks. Yeah, I'm like, night. cool. So he like got me some Hennessy and I like poured it out. I was like, what is this, dude? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to leave. And so we leave. I'm leaving the spot. He decided to leave. So I'm like, I got to shake this dude one way or another. This is getting weird. <laughs> and so we see we run into these women outside the spot. And I, I don't know this dude. But <laughs> He decides to start calling these women all types of hoes. And I'm like, oh, I'm not with this. So while he up here yelling at these women, I dipped. I'm like, uh-uh, nope. I'm out of here. I'm like, I'm like, why is this dude trying to be my friend? Trying to buy. I'm like, uh-uh, no. We'll, 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 we'll not, I will not be a story. <laughs> wow, wow. No, I was not. No, double A. I was not trying to see that. <laughs> Yo, that's that's wild, man. I was like, I was like, I, I'm glad I, I'm like, man, I'm like, man, this is crazy. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you swerved that. Like, hey, man, trying, 
I want some drinks. I was like, why are you trying to buy me drinks? Nah, bro. When I'm was like, the last time you bought, bought a man a drink? Like, not like that wasn't your homie. I've never done that. <laughs> like, I've never just been like, hey, dude, nice to meet you. You want a drink? <laughs> I've never done that. Shoot, I, I wouldn't buy women drinks like that. I'd be like, I don't know you. Like, want to buy me a drink? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got out of OKC. Yeah, yeah, that was my OKC story. One of the things that 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 I think about because I'm like, I ain't going to OKC. Like, why would I, I ain't going there? I might go there one time to watch a Kings game because if it's not for going to watch the Kings, like, why else would I ever go to OKC? You wouldn't want to go. Let me see. I'm trying to think. What was so I might as well like if the Kings are there for a weekend, maybe I go. I don't know. I don't know. One time I was there, I went. Um, I, I had a car, so I drove down to Norman to go see the University of Oklahoma. How far is that? I forgot. It was a while ago. And that's when Jim Ross had his restaurant still. Mm. So I went down and got some JR's barbecue sauce and went and saw, you know, oh, yeah. there wasn't nothing else to do during the day. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm in Oklahoma. This is interesting. You know, so I mean, I, I can't think of anything else to do. I mean, in terms of like, I think I went to a mall out there. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what you do. You know, I haven't, you know, I, to go to the mall. Yeah, pretty much. You know, they got the haunted hotel out there. They say every time team stayed or someone got a bad back. Yeah, not interested. Not yeah, interested. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what else. When Kevin Durant had a restaurant there, it wasn't bad. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. I did that. You know, the movie theater is pretty cool. You know, went to the movies a lot in Oklahoma City. Well, look, man, we just got to thank Oklahoma City because they brought back Kayvon. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you, know, you can go check you up, you know, right time of year, catch with Oklahoma City Dodgers game. No need for that. I'm trying. I'm just trying to provide, you know, some entertainment options because I don't know a lot about Oklahoma like that. Yeah, well, look, either way, like I said, they brought Kayvon back and, you know, now now we're reaping the benefits. And I have, I've been to Tulsa as well. Now, Tulsa got history there. So yeah, yeah, I went there too, though. My trip there was actually for the NCAA tournament. Mm. Kings played in Phoenix, and then I'm, this is what I'm at the B. My editor's like, hey, you want to cover the NCAA tournament? I'm like, where? He's like, yeah, UC Davis was playing Kansas in <laughs> in Tulsa. So I changed my flight, went to Tulsa. I'm like, dude, that Frank Mason's pretty cool. I'm like, I like that Frank Mason guy. <laughs> I didn't know that. I know the Kings are going to draft him, but I'm like, I like the Frank Mason You know, and then when Wiggins was just so crazy athletic, it was like, God, that's ridiculous. Wasn't Joel there? No, Joel wasn't there. Joel, I Joel and Wiggins played together. No, Joel was way, was, you know, before that. Joel? Joel played with somebody. Maybe not. Yeah, no. probably that Perry dude. Played um, with that, uh, Danny Manny played with Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Perry played with Will. Will Chamberlain played with Perry Ellis. <laughs> so I was um, like, yeah, him and Enjai, you know, college <laughs> lifers. Him, Enjai, and uh, 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 what's my man's name? Um, I, what's his name? The little Villanova, Villanova point guard. Arc Diacino. Oh, I know you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> Just in- and maybe part of it is that because guys don't like, when I was watching Bomani Jones the other night, he was saying how, yeah, I he turned on a college game and had no idea who was on the court. Uh, yeah, I don't know who those kids I'm are. like, 
why are you in college if you're good? Should you be in the G League Ignite? Like, who right. are you? That's that's yeah. that is kind of tough, man. Because you know, I love college basketball as much as anybody. I don't know half these kids in college no more. All the best players, like I shouldn't say all of them, but like 10 of the top 20 players coming out of high school are playing like either G, G League Ignite or um overtime elite or something like that. Yeah, not playing college. Yeah, but you know, and plus, you know, I'm a Cal grad. I have no reason to watch men's college basketball. Jeez, oh, poor Cal. Jeez, uh, it's it's rough out here. It's rough. Well, one thing it isn't rough is it isn't rough at the Golden One Center because the Kings are winning basketball games, baby. Doing what they do. Well, Did it's, you so have- confusing. it's so confusing for me because I'm like, shouldn't I be getting ready for the tournament and like saying who's going to get drafted by the Kings? I know, not this year. Like we said on the, on the, um, we have a, a segment, a half segment on the show called Who He Root For. When we look at the schedule and we say, hey, we want, for instance, like we want uh, the Clippers to beat the Grizzlies. Like that's who we're rooting for tonight. Or we want the the, the Lakers to beat the Warriors. That's who we're rooting for. Yeah, yeah. And, and we would talk about how that used to be who he root for, but like who we want the, to win as in like hers <laughs> to win tonight. So we can, so we can get closer to, to the top five or we want the Rockets to win tonight. So we can get close to now we're looking at the top of the, of the standings, man. It's a whole nother thing. Things are always so bad because they were never like bad, like San Antonio Houston bad, but they were mm-hmm. never good enough to be like top nine, eight. It was like, it was the worst kind of bad. It was like, if you're going to suck, just suck. And if not, just make the play. I mean, it was they were like in that weird purgatory for years until they made the trade that a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I, cool. I was on the record for saying I liked it, and fans thought I was being a hater. I'm like, oh, I like this trade. They're like, oh, you're a hater. I'm like, no. And I like Tyrese Halliburton a lot. Right. But the Lillard, fact- Lillard, let me ask you this. Let me. That's a good thing. Uh, good thing you mentioned. This. We'll we'll get out on this one because. You know, we, we've taken up a lot of everybody's night. We appreciate everybody tapping in um, to the live uh, J Street Vibes showing. I think, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I say this like literally three times a day now. I need to stop this. But um, I think they play next Monday, right? They play Milwaukee. Maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. We'll see. Um, That'd be fun. You get to see Giannis. And- yeah. See, see Giannis out here. He's coming back home. Yeah, Giannis out here uh, trying to pull a Ricky Davis and get one more rebound. <laughs> that would have been somebody else. They'd be killing him for it. <laughs> but we like Giannis. It's okay. I don't care. Maybe I'll I'll pick up my uh, Cream City shirt so I can be a heel. I'll get my, <laughs> my Giannis Cream City shirt. But I but I Cream City shirt, not because I care anything about Milwaukee. It's because well, you know, next you just got to get a, a Hornets uh, city I'm edition. Not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wearing that. I, I don't need the letters that big to find it. It's all good. <laughs> you got it. I really need to get off live. This is really getting out of good. Yeah, I'm really getting out of hand. But uh, I'm getting a letter from someone telling me their kid was listening. I got to explain <laughs> Charlotte Jersey and why it was a big deal. But I wanted to ask this because. I think it was Matt George who said it. It was a great job by Matt George. Great, great, great topic. I kind of feel like people gotta kind of stop like hiding behind um, when they talk about that Halliburton Sabonis trade of saying like, you know, it, it worked out for both, both teams right now, but long run, I think it's gonna work out better for Indiana. You can't say that no more. Because I'm gonna tell you this right now. I don't, I don't think there's anybody who, even if they thought Sabonis was a good ball player 
thought he was going to help the Kings. I don't think there's anybody for the time that Sabonis was here that thought he was going to have the Kings third in the Western Conference or 12 games. They always talked about like Sabonis coming here and the King. Well, you know, they're going to be, they're trying to get to the play in and that's, it's a move to win now and get to the play in. Nobody saw this. This has exceeded everybody's expectations. Oh, no doubt. So they, they got to stop that. Mind. <laughs> I, look, look, I think they got to stop that. There ain't no win-win no more. The Kings, they've exceeded what they, what they hoped for with this trade. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it could still be a win-win. I mean, I mean, Indiana was clearly trying to get off the, get off the money and rebuild and all that. I think I don't think that's changed. I just think no one would have thought, oh yeah, after that trade, the Kings will have two All Stars next year. Mm-hmm. I said at the time the trade was made that this was the best player they'd acquired in a deal since Weber. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this was the last time they'd they'd acquired a two time All Star. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I said that like, never. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> trade. I mean, they got Rondo, but that wasn't All Star game. Rondo, they got and they got him as a free Rudy agent. Gay. They got Rudy Gay. Rudy was never an All Star. Yeah, no, he wasn't. You're right. You're not. I didn't say any Sabonis, but Rudy Gay was probably. I mean, but you know, those are probably the biggest ones they had, and neither one of those things. I mean, not just because of those, I'm not going. I'm not going to say like it was Rudy Gay's fault, but those deals didn't ultimately lead to this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it's going to go down, you know, in a much different light. I think, you know, in the big picture. You'll look at this deal and you'll say, Web, the Web deal, the Sabonis mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Right now, you know, be, you know, because obviously they got much, you know, they became a title contender. And I don't know if we're there yet with the Kings, but. Well, look, it's Sabonis deal above the Bibby deal. I don't know. Uh, I put it ahead for this one reason. Okay. I think that the role that you asked Sabonis, you asked Sabonis to come in to be your first, second best player. Mm-hmm. Bibby wasn't coming in to be ahead of Webb. He wasn't coming in to take over. He wasn't coming in to be shoot ahead of Page. I mean, you look at that team. Webb, Page were both all stars. Mm-hmm. You know, Vlade made an all star team. Mike didn't have to come in and be that guy. And Mike didn't step into a situation where, oh my, it was kind of like Mike. You're the last piece we need to get. They'd already been to the playoffs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was like Mike was there to take them to the next level from being just a playoff team to a title team. Mm-hmm. Sabonis walked into a team that couldn't get the 40 wins. Mm. You know? 30. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, like I said, right now, De'Aaron's one win away, wait, one win away from his career. That is nuts. Dr. David in the chat says the Kings also got the jump buddy. And then Cold Cold Water says, yes, thank goodness we dumped Buddy. Man, poor Buddy. I wasn't even trying to – I wasn't dumping on Buddy today. (laughs) Adam L., best deal was trading Bagley for Lyles. I've said that. I've said that that, to get Trey Lyles in that deal, you know, when was major. I've said that. I said, you know, when all the deals they made last year around the deadline, Mm -hmm. who would have guessed that just getting off of Marvin Bagley was going to lead to what they've got? Man. And uh, like the ironic thought it was the 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 main getback was DiVincenzo, and he's not even here no more. Yeah, Dante Dante who spells it like he a brother. <laughs> Absolutely, Dante. I was like, yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, look, man. Before we get out of here, man. Um, once again, thank thanks everybody for for tapping into the live broadcast, man. You guys 
we're doing numbers. We kind of just put this out here, you know, at halftime, like, hey, let's go live. You know what I mean? And, and you guys responded, man. So appreciate you guys. Thank um, you. But that, before we get out of here, first of all, um, you can see Jason tomorrow. Hear Jason. See Jason on uh, D-Lo and Casey versus Tuesday spot. We always love to talk to the professor. But other than that, what you got going on, man? I saw you was at AEW yesterday, man. You writing on that? You were you reporting on that? With you? I got some wrestling stuff coming up. Not you know that was my first AEW of my first wrestling press conference. So yeah, okay. MJF was a, a whole nother character in person. He was. That was. That was, I saw, that was interesting. MJF yeah. was funny. I, I got some stuff yeah. coming. You know, it was nice to see, see you know, your colleague up there. He got a big win to open the show. <laughs> you didn't, I don't think you heard, I don't think you heard the news. You're yeah. going to have to tap in tomorrow and watch the show or listen to the show because you know who's coming on tomorrow. Who? Ricky Starks is going to be on the oh show. Oh, my tomorrow. God. <laughs> I, I, I got. I gotta know. I mean, I know I got work and stuff. I gotta know exactly. The, it better not be during this interview. I got. I got, I got a couple of interviews I got to do. I, I. I don't know if we have the time exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to so. watch. I, I want to watch. I've never seen Ricky Starks and Damian Barling in the same. You know, at the same time. So we need proof that they're not the same person. Because <laughs> when Ricky I asked you, I, I almost said, you know, Jason Jones, the athletic Damian. I mean, Ricky. <laughs> You know, come on, they got the glass. You can't tell me they ain't at least cousins. No, no, man, it's a great call. It's a great call. The Rick. I saw him on TV, I was like, oh, my God, Damien's wrestling. <laughs> and I can see Damien coming out and doing the... <laughs> doing the <laughs> but, yeah, it was, a, it was a good show. I enjoyed the show. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the show. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So we'll check out for that. Um, obviously, I'm going to be... Right there on D'Lo and KC, uh, Monday through Friday, 12 noon to 4 p.m. We do what we do. If you're listening to this on, on Monday night with everybody live, yes, indeed. Drake Bar is going down tomorrow, 1220. If you listen to this early on a Tuesday morning, 1220 today, Drake Bars are going down. Kings beat the Pelicans. You know the vibes. You know what it is, man. So we got all that. We got the professor coming on. Trista Crick is going to be on the show tomorrow. And obviously Ricky Starks coming on the show tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, man, Jay, appreciate you, man. Kenny Caraway, y'all be good. Peace.